Welcome back to another episode of Spotlight. My name is Logan Coots. Every Thursday, taking an eagle eye look at amazing Foothills residents doing incredible things. Uh, take a listen to this one. It's a long one. It's a really good one. Uh, I get in depth with Irma Goosen. She's an author, but an engineer by trade. But she took up writing and publishing as an opportunity to help heal her family and to help those out. Uh, we talk a lot about kids. They're, they're growing up in a very different world than I grew up in, and certainly a quite different world than maybe you grew up in. So let's jump right into our chat with author Irma Goosen, talking about her Guardian series. I have been in engineering my whole life, but I've also always had an interest in our youth. So I've volunteered since my kids started school, and going through the years, I realized that there was a lot of negativity in the sense that our schools were so overwhelmed, the teachers, you know, the leaders, they're so overwhelmed by trying to get the kids the right education that sometimes when things happen to our children, they don't always get dealt with in the way they should be because Mm -hmm. they have a short-term solution, you know, stop someone being mean to another child, stop someone doing mean things to another child, but not the prevention as such. And that is when I started volunteering at schools to change the mentality and change the way people would think about it. That being said, my daughter, she was also a great lesson for me and just confirming that I had to do this. I had to work with the youth. I had to be their voice because she's the reason I started writing. She was um, severely bullied in the sense she was an easy target. You know, our quiet kids, the beautiful ones, the artistic ones, the ones who wouldn't harm a fly, they are the easy targets usually. And so that was then how I wrote the first book, I had to make sense of what we had gone through, of the steps we had to take to, as a family, help her, but also ourselves, to learn how to deal with it. And that is then when I realized I had to write about the difficult, difficult situations our youth have been going through. So my books are probably, in some sense, a little bit controversial, but they are written as fiction. However, that being said, the lessons in each book are real. The steps taken where the kids and the families go for help, they are real. And it takes a lot of research because I believe that parent or a teacher or an adult family member might read the books and one of the teenagers in their families or a young tween even might be going through something similar and those steps are then easier for them to follow so that they could get the help they need. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just, I want to ask uh, just kind of quickly here, sorry to interrupt writing the book it um like it was it was helping your family along the way right like it was it was helping Uh you kind of understand 
what was happening and, and what had happened. Uh, and in turn, uh, you, you're helping other families as well. So I just, I just wanted to uh, just, just kind of recognize that and, and just an incredible, little, an incredible thing for you to do, uh, not only for your family, but for other families as well. Thank you. Yes, I believe that we have been extremely blessed that my daughter is with us today. Mm -hmm. She is gorgeous. She's an amazing artist. But, you know, we've gone through hell. Mm -hmm. Just the attitude towards a child who might speak up, the attitude from our leaders in the institutions who feel that someone like that is probably a drama queen. They don't have the time to deal with the situation. They don't have the time to prevent the situation. They just want to make it go away. Mm -hmm. And that is where I realized that this is not just happening at our schools. It's also happening outside of schools. And that's what my books are about. The second book I wrote was about how a young BMXer had to deal with getting involved by smoking pot, which is harmless if you do it the right way when you're at a certain age to be able to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But the pressure from kids do smoke the pot, to do try the drugs, and what happens to someone who might take something that's laced with, say, for example, fentanyl. What mm-hmm. can happen? You can die. Mm-hmm. Then the third book was about a young girl who wanted to figure out who she was. She had an identity crisis. She didn't understand why she didn't want to be with boys. She loved boys, but she didn't feel towards them the way her friends felt towards them and how she realized that she was gay. The fourth book that I'm busy writing at the moment is a really tough subject. It's about a young boy who immigrated to Canada and how he then gets abused in the worst possible way by a trusted family member, and how, what they go through as a family, how he tries to end his life, how by a miracle he is saved and the rope breaks. We have youth in crisis today, Logan. Mm-hmm. I believe that the pandemic has made it worse because not only are they stuck at home, but even women and children, or even men, they are stuck at home with their abusers. And they don't always know the way out. The crisis center and distress centers in our cities at the moment are overloaded with people calling in who cannot deal with this because you're stuck at home without help. You don't know where to turn. And I believe if my books could save one child or one young adult, then I would have fulfilled my purpose to become a voice for them. And that is the reason as well why I joined Toastmasters. I know we're Mm -hmm. talking about Toastmasters today, is I wanted to know how do I 
give a purposeful speech where and reach someone in a very short period of time. Because you know how it is. We as human beings, we are being conditioned to look at videos of 30 seconds a minute. After that, your attention span goes. Yeah. You don't always watch it to the end. The same with listening to the radio. You know, if you're not on your way to work in the mornings and listening to the radio, how many people will tune in specifically all day long to listen to that? They are too busy being distracted by video games, by Netflix, you know, Amazon Prime. And it's up to us to create impactful speeches to reach someone in the shortest possible time, but to have such a punch that it will, from the first sentence, grab someone's attention. And when I had an interview with Tom two years ago, it was before I went to Hollywood. I was invited to go to Hollywood a week before the Oscars to talk about bullying, to talk about the situations and the issues our young adults are struggling with, the challenges they face every single day. And I met many celebrities who were in the same boat, and they are so successful today. But when they were children, they were treated horribly because they were different. Society doesn't like different. And Toastmasters gave me the tools and the platform to work even more with youth, where I am currently running a pilot program for a youth leadership program, and it is with young people out of the Cremona 4-H area. Mm-hmm. So I was very fortunate that these kids wanted to learn how to take their leadership skills to the next level. And it's still ongoing, but these kids are phenomenal. They are ages 9 to 15, and from the first day, they were signing up for leader roles, so much so that I didn't have enough roles in every session to put these kids in because they are so eager to become the leaders They are born to be. They are so eager to show the world that the youth are our future leaders. And I firmly believe that, Logan, our youth, the way we treat them, are our future leaders. Mm. And currently, at the moment, too many of them are checking out of this life. They cannot deal with the political strife. They cannot deal with the pandemic. They cannot deal with the social disregard of the work they're doing. And it sometimes makes me wonder, are we giving our youth the tools to be able to deal with all these situations? Or is it so easy for us as adults to put them in front of a TV, a computer, an iPad, a phone, and choose babysitting in form of video games or games. Mm -hmm. It's become so natural for us to see a two-year-old being on a phone already knowing how to manipulate the button. I don't think we are doing our youth a favor. I think that by not putting 
any limits in place by not showing them how to distinguish between this is enough time on your electronic device, let's go play outside, let's play a game of checkers for crying out aloud (laughs) or build a puzzle, you know, something which activates the brain and hand-eye coordination more. We, as a community, we have to change the way we are raising our children. I believe that because think about it. You know, I'm going to go there, look in the U.S., where what do the young people see currently? What leadership skills are they like picking up on? Yeah. Yes. By what's happening in the USA, even here in our country. What example are the leaders showing our youth? Because these young people, they have to become our future leaders. They are going to be our next prime minister. They're going to be the new presidents of the world. What are we giving them to cope with all of these influences and all of these pressures that they are getting? And that is why I'm so passionate to making sure that not only if I run one of my own programs where I show adults and youth alike how you can change the mentality of, oh, bullying, bullying, what am I going to do? My child is being bullying. Instead of saying, you know, the bully is also being bullied. Mm -hmm. Let's take everything and put that into leadership and learn how to be a leader and taking that which you've given, take that call, you know, all the bad things and learn from it and move into creating gold and rainbows everywhere you go. And it's not easy. It is so not easy. So many of our children are in therapy. They have to go to therapy because they were abused. They were severely bullied. They were, you know, going through issues in their families. I, Logan, I, I have talked to kids where they were about 15, 16 over the years. And I would hear stories. By the time I was nine, I was an alcoholic because my dad asked me to drink with him so that my mom wouldn't find out. Mm. By the time I was 11, I was addicted to porn because my dad watched it or my mom watched it. By the time I was, and this is the bad thing, by the time I was 10, I tried to take my own life. I cut my wrist because I couldn't deal with the pressures anymore. Our children need us to stand up and to fight for them because if they cannot fight for themselves, who do they have? If parents don't want to fight for their children, if the community doesn't want to fight for the children, who do they have to stand up for them? Who do they have to teach them those leadership skills that can take them out of it and say no more. 
You know, it has been proven. It takes a few seconds to stop a bully by someone stepping in and saying, no, no more. What do we do? We walk by if someone gets beaten up because you don't want to get involved. You're scared they're going to beat you. You walk by because maybe it's going to be my turn next time for that same person to bully me. Mm-hmm. What do we teach our children? How do we teach them to become leaders if we don't show them how to? And that is what my books and my programs are all about. And that is what, and that is the reason, the big reason why when I became in, involved in Toastmasters and I realized that the youth leadership program is available to all the children and we can bring something to the table for them. And you will be amazed how many people involved with Toastmasters, with the Rotary Clubs, with programs all over the country, how they are fighting for our children. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it's amazing to hear like, your, your passion behind this. Um, it's important to get the message out. It's important to get it out to the right people. And and thank you. Like I, I a little lost for words. Not hearing your your passion inspires me. It it, it is uh, wonderful to hear about not only your programs but uh, with the programs with Toastmasters. And um, my 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 big one is it. Where does it start? It starts with you know parents. It starts with teachers. And if people are are listening and they they want to find out you know a, a little bit more, um, obviously you have a, an amazing amount of, of resources with your books. And uh, with these programs, I would love to know how people can, you know, reach out to you uh, or reach out to get uh, involved with uh, your, your books or your programs. Uh, what's, a, what's a step that people can take if they want to, you know, start that conversation with their own families or maybe with their classrooms? People could email me at, um, my email address is Irma at IrmaGusen.com. So that is very easy. Then my books are on Amazon. They could go to Amazon and they can search for me. There are currently three books that have been published. And, you know, it's it's interesting. The fourth book that I'm working on that I'm doing a lot of research on, I had fear and anguish stopping me for a year to finish that book. Because think about it. No one wants to know that a child is being abused and that films are being sold online. No one wants to hear that. And that stopped me from writing this book because how do you put it in such a way that people understand this is happening every single day and that these kids are harmed for life and they have to have the support of their families and friends to get through it. How do you do that? How do you put something like that in words? And then over the holidays, I realized that it was because I looked at it 
from a mom's perspective. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. would I feel? I had to look at it from the youth's perspective, from this boy's perspective, the anguish he's going through, and how he had to accept that it's not his fault. And, you know, it's my books, and don't ask me how that happened. (laughs) I believe that it was, I was uh, given a call to action, and I stepped into that start writing the books but every book has two guardians there's always an eagle because I have always always loved eagles and you know maybe an eagle is my spirit animal but I just feel that I connect with the eagle and then the other guardian is an elf or a fairy so Depending on the book, that specific elf or fairy will definitely have an attitude problem. You know, they are either very kind or they are sassy or they are maybe a cross-dressing dancer with the rockets. You know, Mm -hmm. who knows? They could be anything. The elf in this book that I'm currently writing is actually so much fun because the kid, uh, he wants to become a Formula One racer, and he loves Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And I'm sure you know who that is. Yep. <laughs> and he idolizes Michael Schumacher. So those two are the ones that he is just looking up to. And at the end of the day, it is a strong idol that helps you get through it. It is, you know, your granddad who has always been your idol, your big brother who has always been there for you, or your mom or dad. Those are the ones who will help you get through anything in life. So, and I wanted to tell you about the elf in this book. I have no (laughs) idea where it came from, but this elf talks in different accents. And when he's stressed, it's a different accent to when not. And this is something fun about the book. The eagle gave him the opportunity to have a human experience by racing and the qualifiers for the Formula One races. And he was quite disgusted because the eagle wouldn't allow him to beat all the humans. (laughs) Because that is not fair. This is so much fun. Why couldn't he have been born a human? And then the eagle has to bring him back to earth and say, you know, You're just doing this because you're learning how to deal with your young charge. Because at the end of the day, we all have guardians. Mm -hmm. We all have guardians showing us through example, through by taking us on different journeys, like in my books, how we are stronger than what we realize. We Mm -hmm. are stronger and more powerful than you could imagine in your wildest dream and that is my passion to let kids know and to let parents know and you know the educators and even the leaders in this world that our youth of today they are stronger than what any of you realize and they will become the leaders that you 
would never have dreamed of that you could only want to become in your lifetime. That is my message. Trust, trust the children and trust the guardians that we all have. Oh, uh, Irma, thank you. Thank you. Holy, you're making the hair on the back of my neck stand up. An interesting emotion to feel on a Monday morning, I'll tell you what. But uh, I I can't thank you enough for uh, sharing your message with me. I, I remember Tom talking about it, but it's uh, it's another thing to hear it directly from you. So I'd, I'd like to, to thank you for that. I, I, I want to turn this uh, conversation into uh, either a news story or a blog so that I can get your message out there because I, I think it's... It's it's wrong for people to think these kinds of things don't happen, and so we just need to tell them that it is, and offer them a place to, uh, you know, find information and and resources on how to help make it a, go down a different path. So I uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I <laughs> thank you so much, Logan. Thank you. I <laughs> appreciate talking with you, and I know I get carried away. Oh, that's passion. That is passion, Irma. (laughs) I've talked to a lot of passionate people and you all have one thing in common. And that is uh, if you get started on a topic, there's 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 no end in you. So it's uh, it's a sign of passion. And and I want to thank you. Thank you so much, Logan. Have a wonderful day and say hi to Tom. I will. I will. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll chat with you soon. Okay. thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Shout out to uh, Tom. I uh, used to work here. He was uh, one of the first people to interview Irma on the radio. But uh, shout out to you, Tom, there. But thank you so much for enjoying and listening to this one, our chat with Irma Goosen. If you would like to hear more from her, because she's an incredible woman, uh, find the links in the description down below as well as a little bit more about her. And we'll be back at it again next week. Another episode of Spotlight right here on The Eagle. And if you know someone that should be highlighted, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or send me an email. Until next time.